Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Gonna pop in here for a couple minutes, I can say hello to you. Mr. Wanstead. Dave Wanstead. Shane, wake up. NFL head coach for 11 years. The Bears came in here and Dave Wanstead. There's a happy group of overachievers that have been well coached. College football national champion. A number of legends here tonight. Dave Wanstead. Super Bowl champion. Dave Wanstead, one of my, you know, really idols. Football analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah, sure. You're, it's your show. Well, in 1901, hey, you, you guys probably should have drafted Randy Moss instead of Curtis Enos. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, I was going to run the ball. It's as right. simple as that. Of course. So I needed a back. You know what Curtis Enos averaged per carry? You know what? He's a beast. I Coach, he was 6.5 yards a carry. Aaron Donald made the Pro Bowl, by the way. It's 10. If he gets 11, I think he'll tie the all-time record. What's your relationship with Aaron Donald? You tried to redshirt him, right? Hey, let's go. Oh, <laughs> wait. Where did that voice come from? Form is something tall and strong. They get a hurricane before I go. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. He don't care. I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) Dave Wanstead, ladies and gentlemen, everyone's favorite time of the week. Absolutely. This is a great time of the week to be here with you people and and I got to hold this up. Is this on camera? We got to get this. Yeah, we're, on, yeah. we're on Twitch, Shit. Coach. Mine's not available on camera because I've eaten it already. I'll tell you <laughs> what. Shane, have you, did you ever think of becoming a chef for a living? No, I don't want to do that. Did that no. ever cross your mind? <laughs> it's outrageous. Hey, Dave, be honest right now. The guy's unbelievable. No, if anybody's having a Super Bowl party, dial into our show right now. Don't ask a football question. Please don't ask a Justin Fields question. But talk to Shane about... Coming and cooking at your party, I'm telling you. Oh, it's a it, good idea. Oh, it's a good idea. What yeah, we, I don't really, I don't really want to do that. Oh, oh well, well, there's got to be, a, there's got to be a, got to be a price, price a price point. Yeah, yeah, I, I do it for money. For I, sure. well, that's, that's, I mean, that's yeah, what Dave just did. We're not, not really, offering you for we're free. not allowed to do that. But Dave is. I, 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 can you imagine, <laughs> Coach Smash Burgers, and he made these chocolate chip oh. cookies the other day. They're unbelievable. And Tanny, how you come up with the uh, sound bites on that introduction stuff is outstanding. I'm gonna miss you guys. You know, I'm heading out of here tomorrow. We know. We know. We're still going to talk to you, And it will be 5 o'clock. When we talk next week on our show, it will be 5 o'clock in Naples, Florida. And I will have a cocktail. All right. And I may have a cigar. Great. So there you go. And if you could do it, have a cocktail before you even start the segment. 
Well, yeah, a little, little get lubricated. Get it, get it all ready, the whole thing. Yeah, switch it to 4 o'clock while you're there, mm. like like it is yeah, here. This is, this is happy hour, and I've, I've been made very happy by the Smash Burger. Would, Just would, unbelievable. Hey, would you, hey, Shane, before you leave the studio real quick, would you, Dave Wanstead, invest in a food truck called Shane's? Yes. Okay. It's a verbal contract. Yes, I'm in. I thought you would. Hmm. I thought you would. I noticed no I figures. To hear that. No Thank figures you. have been uh, bandied about. It doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, probably man. need about 50. 50 to start. 50 bucks? 50, 50, 50 grand to get a, a good yeah. truck. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Hey, <laughs> what, what's, it, what's in this burger? <laughs> that's, uh, that's like 70% ground chuck and mm. then 30% short rib. Mm. Huh? I hit it a little heavy on the salt. I'll be the first one to admit that, but I like something salty. So, you know, they might be inconsistent with the salt. It's, it's great. No, it's money. Um, a texture says, I was 12 years old and devastated when Mike Ditka was fired. I never gave Wani a fair chance when he was here. But now he's one of my favorite people in the world. I look forward to this segment every week. You call, won him over, coach. Call in every week. What's his name? Did he give a Doesn't name? Say. Doesn't say. But okay. all those 12-year-olds who didn't give you a chance post-Ditka. They love you now. I was getting screamed at by 12-year-olds. And, and they weren't my kids. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that not, ain't right, that's Coach. That's not right. That ain't right. Well, you know, it's actually, we were talking about it earlier. Kind of a big day yesterday. I mean, you yeah. know, Luke Getzey fired on the same day that Pete Carroll out, you know, Vrabel's out, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban. What advice would Dave Wanstead give to whoever is the coach that replaces Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, given that you were the guy who replaced Mike Ditka. Yeah, it won't be easy, and it won't be easy. And you do probably have a lot of players on there that are great players that uh, their time has expired, you know. So you got to go in and uh, have a good personnel guy and got to go in and get a quarterback. That's, you know, have a quarterback. That's key up more so than ever in this league. Get a good quarterback, get a good personnel guy, and uh, – and, and start from the ground floor and work your way up, you know? So so, so it's interesting. You, you don't need to win too quick. You don't need – everybody's all nervous about, you know, winning. You Sometimes you can win too fast because the next year the expectations are that much higher. It's it's interesting, oh, like, w- when when you're talking about – I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> this, this burger, there might be a uh, like. burger and a beer for Coach at 407. It's not just – Speaks. It's, oh, yeah. not it's not just any a, beer. It's not just a beer. This is Iron City Light. <laughs> there you go. So oh, mango in that one. So that first year, when there's people who are still there that maybe the coach didn't want to let go because of some emotional decisions or emotional connections, that kind of thing. You're saying that's what some of these guys will be walking into. A little bit, yeah. So you, you got to make sure that you get the guys who are going to fit into your scheme. Sorry, my question wasn't longer. Yeah. <laughs> your scheme and. Um, they're going to buy in with what your culture, I hate that word, but the culture is going to be. Why do you hate the word culture? Well, because what what does it mean to you? Hey, you're preaching to the guy that doesn't care about culture. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did, you show, did, did you get here on time today for work? I get, okay. yeah, hey, I okay. lead by example. Okay. I lead from the front. Actually, today was a little, was a little bit later. I was a little bit late. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a little, later than, nor- a little later than normal. Just, I still made the meeting. Yeah. No, I I, I'll, I'll, I was the last to arrive today. Though. Well, yeah. I'll answer because culture means something to me. Culture means uh, accountability to each other and for each other, not wanting to let the next person down, not mm-hmm. necessarily the boss, but 
It could right. be the boss, could be in fear of the boss, or could be in respect and love for the boss, but not letting each other down and being maybe better than the sum of your parts because of it. That's I, the dream for me. I like it. And being committed to the cause, uh-huh. right? Not not yourself, as you just said. And uh, But why do you hate the word? No, I, I mean, I don't use it that often. I mean, uh, but I get what it is. And it's a little bit different meaning to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. but when they win, it seems like to say, oh, we got great culture here. Well. They might have great players. Uh, you know, you might have an outstanding coach, you know, whatever whatever it might be. It kind of includes everything. So my question is, it seems like they're leaning on that idea of culture or at least of, like, chemistry and, you know, things headed in the right direction and feeling good about the team. They're leaning on that by keeping Matt Eberflus. Yeah, well, Matt deserves to be here. God, I would if they would have let Matt Eberflus go after two years, I'd have been really – I'm disappointed now – because I liked all those offensive guys. Uh, but uh, Flus did a heck of a job. He turned the defense around. He he dealt with the defense when he had to let coaches go in midseason. You know how crazy that is? I mean, that that probably won't happen uh, in the NFL in years, you know, what happened to the Bears this year. And uh, he kept the ship uh, going straight. And like Ryan Pohl said, you know, during the rough waters, he, he kept things kept re- reasonably straight. And... Um, I just feel bad on offense, and I'm shifting gears here a little bit because, you know, and we said this last week, the first four weeks of the season, everybody, and hey, you know, Luke Getze and those guys are responsible. They're the offense. Everybody overestimated. We thought that we were ready for the next step offensively with Justin and everyone, and we weren't. And we went out there and tried to do some things, and we couldn't do them. And so then Justin gets hurt, and he misses four games. So now we're, you know, and then we get into our groove, and it's the last eight games of the season. And it's kind of too late. So it was an unfortunate year, I think, but um, it is what it is. And now the slate is clean. And I'm a Justin fan, you know that. But I, I still, when people ask me, you, you know, if, if we're down by ten, how many times did I say this? And we got six minutes to go in the game. And they know you're going to drop back and throw. The play action's no good now, guys. The bootlegs are no good now. They know you got to drop back and throw it, and they're playing for the drop back and throw it. Can you? Do you have confidence that he can do it? It's not his first year; it's his third year, and unfortunately, I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure if um, if if he can do that, you know. And I think that's what they're looking at. I'm sure that's what they're looking at. And so they're uh, they're probably hesitant right now, and and the problem with the draft picks and and I'm moving forward here, every one of these draft picks, and I'm part of something in in Naples, Florida, where agents will send their their players over, and I'll spend some time with them, and I put them on the board, and I talk to them about what it's like to be in the, at the combine with the general manager. I tell them what questions they're going to ask. I tell them what the coaches want to hear and what they don't want to hear. When they're watching tape, I show them how to draw on the board. I'm making, but it's true. Make sure the circles are big enough and all. You know what I mean? Little things like this can make an impression on a head coach or a general manager. You're trying to get a job. Point I'm trying to make is that these kids nowadays, they go to speech coaches, what to say, what to, you know what I mean? So you have to really want to screw things up, not to add value to your position if you're a draft pick between now and draft day, you really do. You really have to go off the tracks and do something uh, 
that uh, that is not normal for them to go the other way on you rather than start liking you more. And what do you think the obvious move is on the chessboard for the Bears? Well, I, I think it's going to be, you know, I, I think when they start spending time with Caleb Williams, I mean, the, the talent is there. You know, I mean, I, I've watched so many highlight tapes in the last week and films. I mean, the guy's got everything you want. I mean, you don't throw 90 touchdowns, you know, by accident. You know, you don't run for 27 touchdowns, you know, by – I mean, the guy is a playmaker. He's smart. He doesn't turn the ball over. Mm, you know, I mean, he's he, he does some of the Mahomes things, the sidearm throws, the backhand throws. You know, he's got some magic in him that way. The key is going to be, you know, as I, I've been saying, you know, the old cliche in the draft room, you know, talent sets the floor. Character sets the ceiling. And when I say character, I'm not talking about is the guy a bad guy, is he a criminal? No, no, no. I'm talking about football character. Does he come in early? Does he stay late? Is he a good teammate? How does he handle the media? He's the face of your team after a tough loss. That, to me, is the character of a great football player. And that has to equal his ability level, in my opinion, is Caleb that guy? I don't know. Ability level, he is. There's no question this guy's got the talent. But in the next three months, that's Ryan Poles' job. That's what he gets paid for. Coach, when you when you look at what happened yesterday and those offensive coaches, a lot of whom you know, yep. getting sent on their way, do you read that as then more likely, that they're more likely to draft the quarterback? Do you think that's coming? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I was, a, I was you know, kind of hitting the table softly. But for Justin Fields, you know, I yeah. mean, I was. I like everything a lot about this guy. and uh, But it tells me that, think about it, you know, Caleb Williams, we want you to come to Chicago. If we, t- we want you excited coming in here. And you bring in a new offensive coordinator, and whether it's true or not, this guy's going to get on the board and draw up these plays, and he's going to make everybody feel excited. This is what we, we can do with you. This is the offense we can run with you. And the kid's going to be excited. That's what you want if you're going to take him first. As compared to, you know, you, we went through the stuff with Justin, and and the reputation right now is on the Bears' offense is that they're going to run it, quarterback run, and some play-action pass. I mean, that's kind of it. That's what we've done the last couple of years for a lot of reasons. And now all of a sudden, you know, that's the tape that this kid's going to be seeing, you know. So it's, it's a little more juice having somebody new, I think, at least whether it – you know, whether it's true or not, but it's... Um, no, I think it is. Imagine if you're Caleb Williams and they're saying, hey, you want to come and work for Luke Getze, huh? Did you see this? Did you see what we did? Yeah, look at well, he said, what offense are you going to run? And then you start telling them, what, well, we're going to run the offense that Aaron Rodgers runs. Oh, wow, I'm gonna, let me see that. Where's that on tape? Well, we, don't, we, we didn't do it at the Bears. Why didn't, you know what I mean? So then you get into that. <clears throat> so can we, we're going to play for the audience here. Uh, you work with Rick Spielman at 33rd Team? Yes, I do. Okay, we're gonna. So this I is- hired Rick at the Dolphins. Rick for work was my Rick was my in charge of all player personnel. George Payton was my top assistant for all the time I was at the Dolphins. Okay, so here is a former NFL general manager who worked with Dave in personnel. How he would uh, compare Caleb Williams to other top quarterback prospects? Last year's draft class, Caleb was the first quarterback taken, right? Yes. The, the one before that, Trevon Walker went first, so certainly there. What about 2021 when Trevor Lawrence went first? You taking Trevor or Caleb? Caleb. 2020, Joe Burrow or Caleb? Caleb. Wow. 
2019's Kyler taking Caleb there. 2018's Baker taking Caleb there. So you probably have to go back to I'll go to 2012. Andrew Luck or Caleb? That's a that's a toss up for me because I wow. Andrew Luck was one of those generational franchise quarterbacks. But I would be real close. But I would probably go Luck just ahead of Caleb. But right there, a one A and one B. 1998. Who you got? Peyton or Caleb? Caleb. Over Peyton? Peyton was a back then. That was in vogue, the pocket passer. And Caleb, the notch up just because of the athleticism. 1983, but, you were in your 20th year in the league by then. L.A. <laughs> or Caleb? Oh, they're similar type players, too. Caleb, oh, my God. You're going back. Like, I, I went on. That's Dan Marino calling you. Man. I mean. So who was he taking over, Caleb? He said Andrew Luck. That's it. He said a- Andrew Luck was the only guy, and it was a toss-up in terms of. And again, yeah. that, that is prospect. That is that is what they had accomplished before they were in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't think this is going to be that complicated at the end of the day. He'd have to flunk the character stuff. That's exactly what I said. You what? know what I mean? But, it, it, like, okay, he he skipped out on a media session uh, Jalen Carter, let's use him as an example. But but that there was, was no question last year about his talent, right? None of us had question about that. But you know, he shows up thirty pounds overweight. He does, you know, this. But he was involved in a car chase where someone that's, died. Well, and then that's he ran all away part of the it. cops. That's like, why the guy wasn't the first pick and fell to number nine or whatever. He was yeah, I understand what you're saying. 12, but, right? but but I'm just saying, like the the stuff that's out there right now, though, Dave, about Caleb mm-hmm. is like. Paints his nails, cried in the stands after a game, skipped out on a media session post-game, didn't play in a bowl game. Yep. You know what I mean? And, frankly, the, the only football thing that I've heard uh, – I shouldn't say the only, because a lot of people do think it's only off-schedule throws. But, to your point, you don't have 90 career touchdowns. He holds the ball a long time. It, it, so, it's some but, of that meaning off-schedule, some of that meaning he And he fumbles. To. He's had a ton of fumbles, but it's also, like – because he's creating plays. Like, Pat Mahomes had a ton of fumbles in college, too. Like, it's if you're playing that extemporaneous outside the pocket, I'm the best player on the field. If I hold the ball for six seconds, someone eventually will get open. All that stuff, like, it can lead to some fumbles. But the Notre Dame game was bad, right? Every, everybody yep. here watched the Notre Dame game because it was on right. at 6.30, right. and they don't stay up for the, for, for the 9.30 kicks. How bad would, like, would any of those character things that I mentioned to you Crying in the stands after a loss, skipping media one time. Well, I'd want to hear what is it. I would ask him those questions. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guarantee, if he's a bear, someone's going to ask him in a press conference. Of course, and, I'm and, just saying that's not get, Jalen Carter. But how how's he going to answer those? You know, what I mean, sure. I th- I think how he answers those things uh, is is as important as anything. You but know, really. This I mean, goes back to your courtesiness thing, though, right? He'll he'll be coached to answer it correctly. You've got to find someone who will tell you the truth at USC who won't give you the, yep. no pun intended, manicured, honest answer about and the whole thing. No question about it. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, seriously, yeah, that, that's tough. the lesson. We haven't good been luck. able to shake the courtesy and stuff from last week. That where was a great you, story. You felt like you talked to everybody you could have. There were like three or four different people close to it. And Enos, I, I, I was looking it up after, just reminding myself, Joe Paterno ended up saying he's the biggest con man I ever know. You know, you can think of others that Joe might have known about. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so so what? So what are you supposed to do? How close are you supposed to get? What? How are you supposed to find it out, Coach? Well, you know, players talk, and I think when you're coming to the NFL, I, I think that Ryan Poles trust you trust players. I mean, DJ Moore wants a win, and I know he's right now 
you know, that he's pounding the table for Justin. Okay, we'll give him that. Well, and we know what Justin's character is, yeah. his football character but, is. But, I mean, so you're saying go talk to USC teammates? Well, other, other players around the league talk to players, you know, and I guarantee you that's always uh, uh, a, a great source of information. You know, I mean, they do that on recruiting trips now. They'll bring a kid in and everything's great from the counselor and everything's great from the coach and the principal of the school. And they'll give the kid a day or two, and then they'll call the players in and say, does this guy fit in to our culture? Would he buy in, Dan? You know what I mean? And if the players say, coach, he's not and, – and we used to do that in Miami all the time. I mean, that was a big thing down there. If you weren't – you know, we, we wanted a different type of kid. And uh, if our players came and said, coach, he, he doesn't – Michael Irvin come in and say, this guy doesn't work with us. We were with him last night. He's not what we, what we want. And, and coach, you know, a lot of times we, it, it's, it comes without merit, but majority of the time, these kids know. We're going to talk some defense with you from the Bears season and a few playoff storylines as well ahead of Wild Card Weekend. All of us have finished our Smash Burgers. They're fantastic. Mm. We also still have 200 bucks to four wins to give away. We have Billy Joel tickets to give away. We got a lot going on here. Dave Wanstead in Studio Park at the Spiegel on the score. Dave Wanstead. And I'm always available unless I'm doing something. Uh... With Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. Last time in studio for a while. He's going down to Florida, but he'll be on with us throughout the NFL playoffs. He is the most interesting man in the world. He is our friend. He is Dave Wanstead. So, I know you love defense, and I know you're a fan of Matt Eberflus, and obviously their defense played much better down the stretch. Everybody would agree with that. Montez sweat trade, getting healthy in the secondary. But it was also playing offenses that finished in the bottom 10 in the league, playing a lot of backup quarterbacks, just how their schedule was. Uh, they had one great game against Detroit. Yep. They had a bad game against Detroit, bad game against the Chargers, bad game against the Packers to end it. Didn't give up a ton of points, but gave up a ton of yards, didn't force a punt the entire game. I guess my question is, do you think the defense is great or it, performed great against bad competition and is good and improving and has the chance to be great? Like, has it arrived I th- yet? I think it's good and improving and has a chance to be outstanding. So what is it? what does it need to, like, when they play a team with well, you a got, good quarterback I mean, and a good offense I mean, so that we, they can be disruptive? We had a lot of young players uh, that I thought were coached very well. You know, Terrell Smith, Stevenson came on, uh, the defensive two defensive linemen, uh, they got better as the year went on. Yeah. You know, obviously, adding sweet. And even the veteran guys, you, you got to say that even though Edwards and Edmonds were both veteran guys, they're in a new system. They're learning new fundamentals, their checks and stuff. And, and, and I thought they got better, you know. So I, I saw improvement. Brisker got better than he was last year, better football player. Tyler Gordon improved as the year went on, you know. The, so, I mean, you, you can see that improvement. A lot of it, I, I'm going to give credit to the coaches, and a, and a lot of it had to do with schematically. We went from a two-deep uh, coverage. We were big in a two-deep quarters team the first part, and when Flus took over, uh, we we weren't as good against the run, so he went to a single high safety, which enabled Brisker to come down into the box. We played a lot of eight-man box, and, and that gave us a chance to become more aggressive. 
He put more burden on the corners to cover, but then all of a sudden our blitz went up. So we we went from you know uh, you know a heavy two deep to a heavy single high one deep safety look man end zone, and then we went from a very conservative defense to a pretty aggressive defense from a blitz standpoint. So he made you know besides the players getting better, he made adjust adjustments schematically that a lot of times people don't even notice and uh, that I think really were good changes that helped us. I, I think that's absolutely correct, and you can see it most of the year. What happened in the Green Bay game? Because it, it, without Jalen Johnson out there, I want you to listen to this. This is Jaquan Brisker on with uh, Bernstein and Holmes, and he was asked about why he was trash-talking the Green Bay wide receivers on social media, which he was. He, <laughs> did, he didn't think they were very good, but – was he at the same game I was? Well, he was asked about it, and he he pointed at at scheme, coach. So so this is Jaquan Brisker when asked mm. why the Green Bay receivers were not as good as they think they were. Watching over film, you know, whenever getting pressed man or you know some coverages were tightening up. You watch the Kansas City you know game. You watch you know some of the Minnesota game the first time they played or any of them other teams and you just see a totally difference you know when their guys are getting pressed and there's pressure against sin or you know whatever that may be whatever coverage you know concept they scheme they might have you could tell you know when the coverage was tight that the quarterback was holding the ball a little longer and trying to scramble and made a lot of mistakes even the giants game too from um, earlier this year so just you know from what i saw and then what i believe in you know our secondary that um i know we, we could have you know tightened up a little bit so he thinks they could have been playing tighter coverage and thereby Jordan Love wouldn't have made as many quick throws with the receivers in space in front of the corners and in front of Brisker. Is that what, what, what yeah, do you think when you hear that? That's what he's saying, but I would interpret it this way. And there's two ways that you can do what he's talking about. He's talking about getting up there in the face of the receivers. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Jalen Johnson doesn't play that game. Right. Okay. So if Jalen Johnson doesn't play and you want to get after him and be aggressive with him, you are leaving our two corners, who? Terrell Smith, uh, Stevenson, you know? Yeah. I mean, those guys one-on-one with these receivers. That's uh, That can make a, a defensive coordinator, head coach, a little bit nervous. That's why I was asking. Okay? You think change the scheme a little without so, Jalen. So, absolutely. So I think – or, or the other way that you can protect the corners and still – get aggressive on the receivers, roll up on them, and play a two deep. But now when you play two deep, you got Brisker deep and Eddie Jackson deep in the corners. Now that's a great coverage. But guess what? When you play two deep, now you're one short for the run stuff in the box. And the best player on Green Bay's team is Aaron Jones. When Aaron, If you don't stop Aaron Jones, in my this is my opinion, you don't stop that offense. Even when Aaron Rodgers was there, Aaron Jones was the lifeline of that offense. They were balanced. They were in the top five running the ball. He catches the ball extremely well. And so, Fluce is watching that. And he's saying, we got to get guys up there to try to stop him. If we don't stop him, you know, we, we, we can't win. And unfortunately, uh, they didn't do either. So w- when you hear that Brisker and Jalen told us, he also had some thoughts on 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 the coach. Is that natural? Is that just like uh, part for the I course? Don't like, I don't like it. I mean, you know, too many. Doing, everybody's doing too many radio shows. You know, <laughs> they get on there and they they want to talk like they 
I'm serious. I understand. I mean, yeah, where are you right now, Coach? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I want these guys to win. Oh, I want them man. to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Did Walt but, Harris and other people have thoughts on your scheme back in the day? They just oh, didn't have I radio shows. Attention to, uh, come on. I mean, and I'm sure uh, hopefully Flus isn't paying any attention either, but the fans are. And, and uh, I don't know. If you, if you can't say anything good about what you're doing, you know, don't say anything, right? You, you learn that when you're five years old in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know if Jaquan grew up there. I, I know, but, but he, he did. He's a Penn Stater. That's oh, yeah. a problem. I'm a Pitt guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the issue. There's sure. issues there. But 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 they they got it. They talk now. They got a healthy dialogue. Hey, yeah, I don't yeah. like this. Coach, well, tough if, if they're going to tweet it or they're going to talk about it. I uh-huh. mean, yeah, I guess that's the new. That's what. You, did you see what happened today? Why do you think that Nick Saban hung it up and? And in these guys, I mean, these guys, um, it, it's the youth of it's, today. It's not a different game. People want to say it's a different game. It's it's still blocking and tackling. The teams that can block and tackle the best generally win. OK, that's the game. So what's different? But just the athletes, you know, the guys. Come, I mean, I go to my grandson's high school game and players are yelling back at coach. You know, what I mean, I mean, uh, the coachability. Michael Irvin never yelled at you. No, no, heck no. Back then, well, not you. No, I, I mean, that, Butch Davis yelled at Butch. No, Davis. I mean, it, you know, it's just Brian it, Cox. It, <laughs> Brian Cox. Brian threw a helmet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian and I worked together at Tampa that year with Shiano. Oh God, we had we played golf. We had, you know, we have a few drinks, and he loves to smoke a cigar too. We uh, we would laugh. He's nuts. You can tell he's a fun dude, Brian Cox. Oh, he, he's a he's a good coach. You know, he did a very good job. He's up at the Giants now. He's the defensive line coach for the Giants with Brian Dayball. Wow. I don't know about it anymore. Wink Martindale left. Everybody uh, left, right? Yeah, but I, Dayball hired him. I don't know if he was – I don't think he was tied in with Wink. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I want to get your picks early here so that we can ask a couple of quick things about the uh, the playoff games. But yeah. First, 312-540-0670. 200 bucks to four wins casinos for the four-pack with Dave Wanstead. Can I talk football here for a minute? It's time for the Four Winds Forecast with Dave Wanstead. Put your mouthpiece in, because here we go. Presented by Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo and South Bend. Okay, I'm going to start off with, uh, I like Cleveland to beat Houston, even though they're the road team, Cleveland. Uh, Boy, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie coordinators. Uh, I think it catches up with them this week. I'm, here's my upset of the week. I like the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs. Uh, in the snow. How? I don't know. If the Dolphins get off the bus in minus nine degrees, they'll have a chance, okay? Wow. But I, I just, I, I don't know why. I just got a funny feeling. Uh, I, You know, Kansas City's minus 11 turnover margin. They are turning the ball over. Uh, Dow, uh, you know, Dallas to beat Green Bay. Dallas is going to play really good this week. Dallas, uh... Dallas playing for the NFC Championship game, and, and they're one of my Super Bowl picks. We'll get to that later. Uh, and then I would probably jump on to Tampa Bay. I'd like Tampa Bay to beat the Eagles in Tampa. You know, Baker Mayfield had the bruised ribs last week. He's a lot better, people tell me. And uh, they're getting points. Eagles are a mess. I like Tampa Bay to win at home. That was the Four Winds Forecast every week with Dave Wanstead. Experience the excitement at Four Winds Casino, New Buffalo, and South Bend with award-winning cuisine, the latest slots, a variety of table games, and luxurious hotels. Four Winds Casino, your entertainment escape.
All right, so you said Dallas was one of your Super Bowl teams. Who's the other? Uh, Baltimore. Ravens, Cowboys. Yep. Be a great Super Bowl. Yep. I think this is Dallas's year. I'm feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. The only thing that bothers me, I kind of was hoping they would sign Dalvin Cook when he was out there. You know, they don't have that back that he can count on two yards. You know, what they're doing now in a lot of short yardage situations, they're throwing it with Dak, you know, and having success. But He's got such a good feel right now with all do- those weapons. He does, and he's a better athlete than you give him credit for. Um, so that's the only thing that bothers me is – can you close out a game running it at the end, which you have to do, you know? It'd be kind of funny if Mike McCarthy lost to Green Bay. Wow. If he did that, Bill Belichick will probably be at the Cowboys next week. I was thinking that. Yeah. I wouldn't – I wouldn't. that wouldn't go past me. Bill doesn't need the money. He's going to get paid for another year. So, Jerry, you know. And Jerry and him have a good relationship. Yeah, it, for for a year or two, it would it would it, it would work. It God, would. it's so Jerry Jones. I saw that report today that there's some teams still in the playoffs. Really? Who might yeah. be an option for Bill Belichick? And everybody was guessing it had to be Dallas. Yeah, I, they did it with Parcells. Yeah, I, I could see that. That wouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, not one bit. Not one bit. You wow. know? Yeah, it's. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, what's wrong with Philly, by the way? I mean, I know everybody's you know hurt now. I don't know. I said this early in the year when they were ten and one. I said they're either tired, they're either they've gotten old overnight, uh, they look disinterested. You know, I mean, it's um, there's talent there. They're not playing together. Anytime you have the reason I took Tampa Bay, anytime you have one or two player t- player only meetings and team meetings getting ready, and that's what they're doing up there, mm-hmm. that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. So who do you think should coach Alabama? Boy, you know what? I don't know. who The, the guy at Washington that's saying is uh, – Kalen DeBoer? Yeah, I heard he's uh, – he's you know Dan Lanning says no yeah, today. Yeah, stays like, in order. That, that Florida State guy they're saying has got to – between the Florida State guy here and the guy at Washington or the – the two names I I uh, I keep hearing, you know, but okay. uh, why not Lane Kiffin? No, I mean that would be Lane would be outstanding, great coach. He, he gets it done. I, yeah, no, I, that'd probably be too close to him, but you never know. You never know for sure, you know. But yeah, Nick just got tired of the fight, you know, the, all the changes. I told you guys, you know, I mean, it's uh, the NIL, the transfer portal, you know, guys, guys that are in my era. That's... You recruit a guy to campus anymore. Yeah, well, they I told were there, you, yeah. I played golf with Jay Wright last year, and I asked, I said, you're too young, coach. You got to get back in there, Jay. He says, I don't have the energy to recruit the same kid three times in one year. Explain you know? to the audience what that means. Well, you recruit him to get him to come there, and then you have to recruit him so he doesn't want to turn pro on you when, he's, when you know he's not ready to go to the pros. He's not going to make it, but he wants to leave and go. And then you got to recruit him so he doesn't transfer because he didn't get enough playing time. It's uh, so you're constantly selling yourself, selling your program. Same, the same kid, same kid. Kishesky made comments similar to that when he hung it up. You know, it's a it's a grind. It's and Jim Harbaugh, Jim and I have talked about it. It's it's a, it's tough on him too. It's a grind. You know. Where do you think Jim Harbaugh coaches next year? I don't know. He did. I, I wore a Michigan uh, sweatshirt on the morning show too. Saw that, and uh, Jim liked it. He we we texted, you know. He 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 liked. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Well, you didn't ask him. No, no, I didn't get. Okay. I I I just come back to, you know, why would you hire a pro agent if if you got a big time contract for Michigan on your desk? Why not just sign it? You've never had an agent before. 
Well, you know. well, well, Coach, well, help us out with this then. Because how do you not make a call if you're the Bears? Ryan Pohl says he didn't call Harbaugh. Okay. I wonder if Kevin Warren called Don Yee, the agent, or called Harbaugh. I don't think so. I don't, do I don't, do they, you not they, bother? No. they, they, they did. I, I know that Jim had interest in this job before Matt Eberflus was hired. And the Bears did not have interest. They did not do much. I mean, I know that because the family background or because the history. Or I don't what? know why. I don't know why. And and I, and someone told me. I mean, what's Jim? Didn't Jim criticize Kevin Warren during the COVID thing? When, big time. When the Southeast Conference was playing and the Big Ten wasn't, Jim didn't like that. Yes. Yeah, and, but you know that the Bears, when they were trying to hire Eberflus, and their finalists were, you know, Jim Caldwell and Eberflus and whoever the third guy was, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Thank you. They they were not even interested in Harbaugh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They never called him. They he never. But he wanted them to call. Well, he would have talked. I know yeah, that. Sure. I know man, that. Man. No, I but, mean, whenever you can turn down an offensive guy who's an alum and wins everywhere to hire a defensive coordinator from the Colts, you every gotta bear. do it. You he, gotta do he, it. he wins absolutely <laughs> every bear. <laughs> he totally does. Yeah. Yeah, but he wanted to coach. He yeah. wanted to coach at Michigan and got it done there. I would assume he'd want to coach here. I don't. Where Dick I, embarrassed him back in the day. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm I'm betting that he ends up in the NFL. Damn. Okay. You gonna get to Florida with this snowstorm coming, Coach? I'm so uh, I'm, I'm I was fighting the the smash burger and the bear. I was ready to take a nap here. I was up till one thirty last night. What movie did you watch? Guess what flight I had booked for tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. United. Oh, yeah. And I get the text about midnight that the plane I was on, what was it, 707s or 747s? 737 Max. Who had the door problem? Yeah. Well, the flight I had got pulled. So they put me on one like at 3 or something. And I said, Tomorrow afternoon? Oh, I said, then they get a flash this afternoon that says red alert, most likely be. Not work out because of the weather, right? Why don't you take the score jet? Ask Mitch. So you take I, the score jet. I am on another plane tomorrow at 7 a.m. I'm going to try it tomorrow, different airlines, and see if I can get out of here. If not, I'm here till probably Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. I yeah. mean, who knows? All right. Just, well, it, it, it wore me out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're it ready happens, to go. Coach. You're happens, ready to coach. get to Florida. Coach, I am. You're ready to get to Florida. We're, go- right. we're going with you. All right, yeah, enjoy the games. We'll come see you in Florida. Yeah, I'll be there. We'll, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Okay, guys, thank uh, you. All right, there we go. That is Dave Wanstead. It really is. He's the greatest. He's greatest. He's texting with Harbaugh with him in the Michigan sweatshirt. Good. The Bears didn't even, didn't even pick yeah. up a phone. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's Parkins and Spiegel that score. Hey, Cubs fans, join the Parkins and Spiegel show live from the 2024 Cubs convention at the Grand Sheraton Hotel. Tomorrow. Everybody, we are live. The Parkins and Spiegel show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkins and Spiegel show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun. That bothers me to my soul. Uh, I haven't been able to sleep the last couple nights. We know that's serious. Sleeping is important. I try to do it as often as possible, especially at night. That's my thing. It's a good time to do it. Yeah, what do you think? I got basically no sleep last night. No? No, I'll, I'll probably talk about uh, the reason why in the 5 o'clock hour. I know you're getting out of here, but uh, yeah, and man, my... It's, it's these kids, man. Oh, I'm familiar. These kids. Yeah. Owen, I mean, Owen's I, doing this thing where he's like very proud that he he's going to the, the bathroom all by himself. Uh-huh. But then he wakes up and tells you that he wants you to watch. 
Listen, oh, it's not by yourself. Listen, I'm not. I'm not here to to kink shame. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to shame anybody's kink. I don't want to yuck your yum, as I, the kids say. Yeah. But he should get over that. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, he should get over that. It's like didn't work for Chuck. He just like yells from his room. He'll, he'll yell from his room until I come in there. <laughs> just yell. Come and see me go to the bathroom. I mean, yeah. I, I put my dad on Facetime every time I go in there. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yo, dad, what's see, up? That's the danger. You might not grow out of it if you're old. Yeah. Look at Shane. I feel a poo coming. <laughs> right. Yelling. He's just screaming. We got an old house. Like you can hear from the walls. He's gonna wake up my wife. He's gonna wake up the baby. I mean, yeah. we can't, I guess Eli's not even hey, a baby anymore. He's a toddler. As long so as I it... go in. What's going on? Was something wrong? You hurt? Did something happen? No, I gotta go to the bathroom. I just want you to come with me, dude. That's not what we're doing here. It's two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Well, as long as he's not waking up neighbors and making them come in, you know. And I mean Malik neighbors, the wide receiver prospect from LSU. Talented kid. Pulls position I starts agree. the Monday after the Super Bowl. Uh, you mentioned it. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go uh, take care of a family thing here in the final hour. I appreciate everybody's understanding. You'll. Uh, You'll take care of the final hour solo. I, um, among other things, it's hell week for me. Oh, it's geez. absolute hell all week long. And does Christine that, know you call it this? She does. It's the birthday of both my wife and my son on Sunday. Happy birthday, Mike. Thank you. One more time because there's two of them. But yeah, happy birthday, Mike. Thank you very much. All right, I got to go here, guys. I'm. I, I got something. Yeah, I got, I got birthday, a lot of Mike's. things. I got a lot of things to do. Mike's. It's Mike's birthday. <laughs> Mike's birthdays. On, on Sunday, both birthdays. It's hell, Shane. It is. Yeah, you know, we definitely all believe you that you have a family thing to take care of because you followed that immediately. Well, it is hell week. Yeah, I got a lot like of stuff a, to do. I do need an extra present. hour to prepare for your wife and son's birthday. I, I, I do. As a matter of fact, I need all the hours that I can get. My gosh. I got to make sure both of them are happy. They feel prioritized and dealt with. It's hell. And I don't think that's a bad thing to call it. I wouldn't take offense at that if I were either my wife or my child. No, but I mean, you know, if someone's in hell. Yeah. Actual hell, they might be like, oh, you got a birthday shop for two people. It's hot down here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's a fair point. That's all I'm saying. What's the shopping like down there? That, no, that's true. They, they, they don't know they, the expectations yeah, right? of what they need for their birthday. They don't realize what I'm dealing with. No, here. of course not. I have to return some videotapes. Well, I'll see you tomorrow at Cubs Convention. See you tomorrow at Cubs Convention. Going to be a hell of a day over there at the Sheridan, assuming that we can all get there because of the snow. I Yeah, people are. People are in terror. Always. That's what happens. They always get scared oh. for the first big snowfall. And then you know what happens? It's always fine. It'll be fine. That's my experience. Yeah, historically <laughs> speaking, we normally end up just fine. I think we're all going to be okay. Okay. Well, I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow. Peoria Matt says it's my favorite show coming up. <laughs> uh, there's only a little bit of truth. Congratulations, Danny. I got to go. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, Love you. Uh, I was like, we, we got some leftovers from yesterday that want to want to get to, want to react to. But also, I want to I want to address scared Bears fans. Uh, so we'll do that to start the five o'clock. I might out. stick around. <laughs> Parkinson, Parkinson, Spiegel, the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.